You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. You only find yourself when you disobey. Disobedience is the beginning of responsibility, I think. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin. I was just reading some uh, famous quotes by the auteur director Guillermo del Toro of Pan's Labyrinth fame and uh, last year's animated Oscar winner Pinocchio. But what does disobedience and finding yourself have to do with the film we're talking about? Well, that film is a Netflix original called Nimona, starring the Riz Ahmed as Ballister Boldheart and the wonderful Chloe Grace Moretz, hit girl herself, as a new metal badass, Nimona. A long time ago, a monster attacked the wonderful city that they all live in, and the heroic and righteous sword of... What was her name? It's Glorath. Glorath with a G. And it was it was a thousand years ago. Exactly one millennia ago. Thousand years ago. Glorath says, get back to the shadows from whence you came, monster. And everybody just loved that she did that. J.R.R. Tolkien said, I'm gonna I'm gonna have one of my characters say something remarkably <laughs> similar to that. To a monster of flame and shadow. But how does the Balrog actually feel about this confrontation? You know, therein that would make a great that would make a great webcomic slash graphic novel, I think. So after these thousands of years pass, an entire kingdom has built up and advanced from sticks and stones to swords, sandals, and flying steel horses with social media and laser crossbows. Which is kind of like if you're ma- if you've already got a laser gun, why would you like also stick like a bow onto it? But hey, you know what aesthetics, bow aesthetics. Very cool aesthetics. That's true. It's an aesthetic bow, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> the knights of the of Glorith, the Order of Glorith, protect the realm now, and Ballister Boldheart is about to become the first commoner. To take up the sword and protect the realm and be one of Glorith's knights. The deuce you say. That riff riff. A miserable peasant. Sir Tottis Sherblade by Beck Bennett is thinking, surely this must be a mistake. Dirt can't create flowers. <laughs> and that is kind of his mindset. A lot of ignorance and misinformation. Beck nice. Bennett, a wonderful voice actor, by the way. I enjoyed his performance. Who always mm-hmm. plays a... Yeah, yeah, this was, yes. Let, I, I think the process was: what if we took Launchpad McQuack, but just fed him to, through every '80s bully jock? Yeah, <laughs> very punchable t- face, Todd. 
So him and a lot of other people just around the kingdom are kind of weary of why, why would this why would this piece of trash be allowed to have the highest honor in the land? Ambrosia's golden loin, on the other hand, and Ballister's love interest, he thinks that he should be a knight. We <laughs> we we already knew he was gay because his his name is Ambrosia's golden loin. What, what are you which, talking about? Might as well be the name of a of a guy who's the the main model for Honcho I'm magazine. Sorry, what are you talking about? That is one of the most heterosexual. I can't keep this bit up. <laughs> no, I not like nope. <laughs> Even I'm not convincing myself. Now this character is voiced by Eugene Lee Yang, and if you've seen the special features, the animators actually designed Ambrosius after Eugene Lee Yang because they wanted that type of beautiful confident and uh, basically hot man so perfect casting he is a local boy uh he he grew up down the street from austin in pflugerville which where i believe his family still lives so just a shout out to him and if you're not familiar with him uh, uh he's one of the try guys uh who occasionally come up in your social media feed um, and uh, he is also a uh, LGBTQ plus activist. So uh, more credit. To well, that's him. wonderful. So at the inauguration of Ballister, an incident happens in which Ballister seemingly murders the queen. Ambrosius takes up his sword against Ballister, disarming him literally. And Ballister scurries off into the shadows to make his escape. The titular character, Nimona, sees this villain as an opportunity to rise up and rebel against the systems, uh, the politics, and the overall governance in place that oppresses marginalized people and keeps lies running as truth for thousands of years. And Frances Conroy of Six Feet Under is the director of this uh, government, and she's also wonderful. With me to talk about this. Someone who knows the difference between a sea otter and a river otter. Tessa's with us. Yes, I know the difference. And someone <laughs> someone who knows the difference between a breakfast taco and a regular taco. Bo is with us. Uh, I do, and I have some things to say about uh, uh, breakfast tacos. But I'd also like to point out that I know the difference between an otter and a bear, if you know what I mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> you sweet summer child! You're a family guy. You're a family guy from from Canada, living in Canada. You're a, a sweet, sweet child. I will explain to you after, after all this time. Still, thank you. Yes, well, we'll we'll I give you so much for my friends here. At one of us, uh, she is the shark of one of us, who I would gladly put my face in the jaws of for a wonderful Polaroid. Jordan is with us today. Hey, I mean, hey, Namona. (laughs) Also, are you saying that because I have some particularly noticeable sharp teeth? Chomp, 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 chomp. So, this future tech but pastime sensibilities and remember when politics controlling this entire country, because it was a pretty big town, this castled walled city, 
does it relate to today? And how did you all feel about <laughs> this Netflix presentation of N.D. Stevenson's wonderful webcomic, Nimona? I will say I do love the bold choice. I have to imagine in the pitch meeting, it's like, okay, so when does this take place? In the past or present? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, to all of the above, because I do love the science aesthetic. or magic. Yes, <laughs> I I love that I, I love that thought of thinking and this aesthetic, but also this movie is so fucking good. I'm just getting right to the point. I really uh, enjoy the hell out of this movie. I have become a big fan of Indy Stevenson. I've mentioned many times before my love of Shira and the Princesses of Power. I've also recently started reading Lumberjanes, which is a very fantastic comic. And I look forward to reading Nimona, which I did try to read before this, but I just didn't have to see him have enough time. But if it, but I do know there, it's not quite a straightforward adaptation, but I'm okay with that. I had the graphic novel, and I, I actually loved it so much that I forced it upon a friend. I'm like, you'll love this. And and gave it to them as a gift. It wasn't even a loan. I was just like, here you go. I was like, I like this so much, I'll just buy another one um, eventually. But yeah, this isn't exactly like, you know, a, a carbon copy of the graphic novel. They've taken some liberties. Yes, they have. Uh, most of which are, are, are pretty effective. Yeah, I, I think the... Uh... The original webcomic, anyway, and I, I don't own the graphic novel, but, but back when webcomics were still, like, a way that, that cartoonists could make money, <laughs> uh, like, I, I followed a lot, and Nimona was one of the, the first ones that I, I really, really fell in love with that had no other associations, and this was, you know, well before She-Ra or anything like that. This movie has been in the pipe for a while. Um, and it, it kind of switched up production companies and finally did end up in Netflix's lap. And uh, uh, I, I don't really want to say... I have very few positive things to say about Netflix lately, but the fact that they got this movie made, well done. Uh, and yeah, those, and the, the, the original webcomic does, I feel, kind of lean more into a... Uh, like the medieval elements are a little bit more pronounced and the tech is a little bit more steampunky in the source material. Like around the edges of this, you can see like, I think in terms of animation, there's stuff that's been skimped on, but it's only around the edges. The center holds and the, uh, the animation for the, the main characters um, and the, the battle sequences are really breathtaking in a lot of ways. Uh, it's fun world building. I think I, I, I would like to see more of this. Like it, it I was as taken with uh, the world building in this as I was as say Zootopia, which is another animated film that I think just did a really great job of nailing the, the world around it. Uh, yeah, there's the, there's a lot of eye candy here and the, the story's great, man. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, we haven't really talked a lot about the, the, we've, we've talked a lot about the, the, protagonist but not the the namesake of this who is uh Nimona, uh the the sidekick uh, or want to be sidekick however you choose to look at it and uh 
Uh, Nimona is uh, basically the living embodiment of B-Gage crimes <laughs> and uh, uh, mashed up with uh, yes uh, uh, maxed, uh, maxed out with like you know soundtrack by Slayer uh, and uh, uh, like really if, you, if you're not liking this character what's wrong with you? You're, you're probably doing something wrong or, or you are in fact or a bad just, person. I'm really stuffy uh but yeah as Bo is saying and this took a while to get made um it was originally a production of blue sky studios the film was canceled following disney's shutdown of the studio in 2021 um when it was canceled it was apparently like 70 percent finished with the layout and then it was revived by annapurna and netflix so um basically the studio blue sky also did ice age rio horton hears a who and robots I had to sit through both Rio and Rio 2, and I can tell you with, with authority that this is a, I had a to much sit better project. either the third or fourth Ice Age, I think, when I was dating my first girlfriend. There's a thousand so, ice yeah, ages. I, I, yeah, I would say Nimona is quite above that. Yeah. Yes. The, 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 you, if you watch all the Ice Ages back to back, it seems like an actual Ice <laughs> Age. <laughs> He's not wrong. Now, with this, there comes a lot of hard conversations. Usually, family fair, the message is just be yourself, which is great. I like that message in children's programming. But why be yourself when you can be a, a magenta uh, silverback exactly. gorilla? Yeah. I put it to exactly. you. There's a sequence on the train when Riz Ahmed uh, Ballister says, oh, why, why can't you just be a girl? Uh, it'd be so much easier for you to just stay n- as a girl and wait easier for me or for you and uh, there's a lot of thought-provoking gems of dialogue like that through this whole thing how did y'all like this dialogue and honestly did you see that finale coming and all the twists and turns on this crazy runaway train of punk yeah no that that the line just be a girl it hit pretty hard for me being a a non-binary gender fluid person who gets misgendered constantly um sometimes more pointed than others and sometimes just accidentally it it happens um but just the whole shape-shifting and like i i like to cosplay i like to dress up i like to you know mix things up and look different and and not do the same thing every day um i mean of course there's like go-to's that are more comfy to wear but um I don't know. Yeah, it just really, it just hit really hard. Just be a girl. It was like, like, who's that easier for? And so, like, if I get sassed by family or questioned by people that are close to me, I'll be like, basically, I'm going to use that line for sure. Um, <laughs> As you should, because sometimes uh, I get that feeling. It's like, can't you just be a boy? It's like, no. It's like, I tried that. Yeah, like, he, that 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 for years. Look, thanks. I look. I was such a bad boy. I became a girl, <laughs> essentially. All right, and I'm and and I'm a trans man living in the deep ass end of Arkansas. Dude, I I already chose the rough path in life. But what I will say is that Chloe Grace Moretz. This might be my favorite performance of hers because she is electric in this movie. She she is really. Just so lightning fast and crazed, unhinged, but so thoughtful and emotional. And I have noticed, like, she kind of does thrive in crazed, 
energetic characters like Hit Girl and being the teenage executive nemesis to Alec Baldwin on 30 Rock. It's Kaylee Hooper and 30 yeah, Rock. Yeah, which I, 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 I did slightly blank on the name. Thank you. Which was the never the cable town, which I never <laughs> expected to make me laugh as much as it did. And yeah, uh, one thing I do want to point out: the animation in this is gorgeous. Like the way the shape shifting is done, it's like it it just seems seamless. It it has this filmic quality to it, but it is but it is a very modern animated film. But it. It also just moves so fluidly. Like, it's not quite as uh, boundary-pushing as, say, the Spider-Verse films. Mm-hmm. But it really is a unique film in of its own right with how it looks. And as for the finale, no, I really didn't see that coming. I mean, I thought, okay, there has to be something going on with the with how this place is built and all that. So, uh, I did like how it went. Uh, Riz Ahmed was great. I was very surprised by Eugene Lee Yang, especially with how well he was able to hold himself in intense argumentative scenes with Francis Conroy. I was like, okay, well, shit. Color me impressed. <laughs> Indeed. Let's color that. Into our final thoughts. <laughs> Tessa, would you start? I mean, yeah, I I being a, a huge fan of the graphic novel, when I heard we were going to get a chance to review this, I was very stoked um, hearing it, you know, that it was going to be coming out. Even back when the graphic novel came out, I was even making a cosplay back then for it. Um, and then I kind of dropped off because, you know, ADHD, whatever. Um, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? That's what I'm trying to do here. I'll get there. Um, but yeah, all the performances, as we've said, are amazing. The voice acting is great. Riz Ahmed uh, is Ballister. He is a great straight man, pun intended, I guess. That wasn't really not intended. Um, to uh, Nimona's sort of like, you know, firing on all cylinders, chaotic, you know, not neutral, um, just wanting to take down the machine, you know. Um it's it's kind of interesting to see the sort of reason why she's so upset and why she's so angry and just kind of getting through the anger to the just just all the all the emotion underneath you know like anger masks sadness most of the time so anyways it's it's a really good watch. It's a really good read. I highly recommend uh, experiencing both. Um, I'm not sure if there's a particular order you should scope them out in, but I would definitely um, give it a go. I would give this, I'd probably give this like a 8.59 out of 10 whale-shaped holes in the ceiling. Um, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Jordan. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year so far. It's exciting, and it's so well acted, and I do love the music in this as well. Both the original score and the very nicely done needle drops. The animation is very lovely to look at, and yeah, like Bo, I'm really not the biggest fan of Netflix, but 
holy hell, I'm glad they got this because so that this film can be as gay as fucking possible. For that, I thank them alone. As for their, uh, as for their boardroom, they can go fuck themselves. Pay your writers. So, I r- highly recommend this, especially for families. It's, it's so good, and you're gonna have a fun time with your kiddos or your tweens and whatnot. Uh, and yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz, this might be her best performance. I know it's certainly my favorite performance of hers entire filmography so far. So I'm going to give it nine dragon cereals out of 10. Very nice. Bo. Um, yeah, I'm really glad this, uh, Kind of ended ended up on my my watch list uh, to review because uh, uh, you know it's sadly I think it's 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 one of those things that might go under the radar for people who weren't fans uh, and I like I said I kind of thought that uh, this the fate of this movie was already sealed and we were never going to see it uh, so this was really refreshing I I, I really think that. You know, uh, aside from a few technical flaws here and there, this is a, a just a really genuinely great adaptation that maintains the source material's heart. Um, I think it even adds to it. I think there's uh, there's definitely some some moments that will, you know, a, a, at least make you messed up if not out and out cry. Uh, you know, a, 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 especially if you've been kind of you know cast aside by you know family or friends or anybody just for for trying to be who you are uh i think the 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 voice cast that they assembled for this is is just brilliant there there were a few little vocal cameos that didn't end up standing out i will say that just because i i think they kind of got Got lost in the background. I also think um, I, I wish we could have gotten a little bit more with the uh, the woman who played the queen. Laurent Toussaint is a, a brilliant actress, uh, but um, uh, like Beck Bennett, Eugene Lang, Francis Conroy, Riz Ahmed, and, and Moretz are just top of the game uh, VO. So uh, I really don't have many problems with this i think it's uh, uh one of the favorite animated things i've seen all year uh i give it uh nine uh, uh glowing gay cinders <laughs> wonderful uh yes me myself when i watch a lot of family films i kind of feel like these are meant to emotionally manipulate you so i don't cry in a lot of them i'm just watching guardians three recently i felt well, that's not how I would dissect a raccoon. Oh um, my god! <laughs> but this one, no. <laughs> let me tell you, it, it could kind of throw a, a, a few wrenches at you. Just say it. But this one here, this one had me sobbing like those anime faucet tears, uh, twice actually. So I definitely would recommend this. Uh, probably will make my top ten. We'll see. Good luck September through December. When I was a younger father, my oldest, who was four or five at the time, I showed her Jaws way too young. But she wasn't traumatized. She brought me a picture afterwards, and it was a family of sharks hunting a sailor. 
And she said to me, aren't they beautiful? And I thought, okay, so she's different. And then after reading, you know, this implored me to read a lot. Like, what about when your child is different? And then I realized, oh, what about a child being brave enough and confident enough and having the support enough to live as they are in the world? That's what's really happening here. So I love this movie, and I do hope that instills just a lot of conversation and thought on who we all are. So yes, I love this movie. I'm giving this one a 10 out of 10. Monopoly in old fancy times that involve a forest revolt. And now it's time to once again educate Brad on queer culture. <laughs> after this is going to be like the blue or blue show <laughs> i don't know after dark show one of us after dark we teach bradley about it's queer culture guess what you're a bear and you didn't even know it. <laughs> why be a bradley when you can be a bear why not be both 